from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Welcome to the GoodAtheist.net podcast. My name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Today on the show, uh, we have... <laughs> I guess it's another one of those abortion van shows. Remember our abortion van joke? Now, there's some listeners out there that don't appreciate that. There's some people out there that are listening to this podcast who, who, as far as they're concerned, this is a painful subject that they don't want to joke around about. And I'm saying that to you, dear listener, this is not the show for you. Because uh, it's going to be all about abortions. Because that's apparently all your country is concerned about right now. At least according to your Congress. Are uh, all listeners now from America? What, well, about, what about our UK people? It's true. It's Shout true. out to them. Don't we, have this we, foolishness we do going on. Hey, it's not just the UK. We've got New Zealand, Australia, Sweden, a bunch of other little places. But generally, I guess that's where... It, the majority, the vast majority of our fan comes from, yeah. But there are there is a shout out to all of those, uh, the, you know, the few of you that are in countries that I can't even pronounce properly or identify on uh, the globe. And we all know that that's actually pretty easy for me to not be able to identify things. I, what I'm saying is I'm terrible at geography. I hope everyone realizes this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't, then you need to go back and listen to more shows because obviously you're not enough of a fan to know that. That's just one of the many trivia things that you should know. And and speaking about fans, this is a bit of a I have a bit of a contest for you, uh, listeners out there. I ha- I have a new book called The Last Testament, a memoir by God, written by one of the writers, uh, head writers for uh, the Daily Show, and also one of the guys uh, responsible for the America book. Remember with uh, John Stewart there? Yeah, yeah, America the book and America Earth book. the book and all those books. I don't think he did Earth the book though. Well, that's good because Earth wasn't uh, as good as America. Ah, well this is, the, the the writer has released a new book where he essentially writes as though he were in fact a deity explaining what's the deal with the Old Testament and providing I guess his new and last testament and that's uh, it, you know, very tongue-in-cheek, very amusing book. I haven't. I, I'm probably about a one-eighth done. So we're going to have a review dedicated to that book. But first, I want to make a contest because they did give us one copy to give away. I get to keep one, but I get to send out a copy to a person who can fulfill this challenge. Okay, the contest is that I want people to identify, like go back and listen to older shows and find the best rants. The rants you think are either the funniest or that you want to see turned into a video, because I've started doing that. If you haven't uh, been paying attention to the site, go there now. I put up a video, a very condensed version of the Bible stories, complete with now a video portion of it. And I'm going to be doing this more and more. But, of course, going through 180 or 200 shows to just find these, I don't have the time. So I've created this clever contest as a way for... uh, to give people the opportunity to get a free book. It sounds like such an exciting contest to enter. Well, what do you want? Bells and whistles? Something fun. It is fun. They get to listen to old shows. Shows are fun. Sounds awesome. They just have to tell me what the rant is in the time code. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you enter the contest. You send me an email, jakeatthegoodatheist.net, with your favorite rant. Tell me what episode it was and generally what time it is. And that's what you did to enter. 
that's a pretty fucking easy contest, man. And I hope out there there are some people that may have memorized exactly which one they prefer. So it could it could be easy, man. It could be just sort of like you know, you know what show was your favorite. Honestly, none of my favorite, and that's the problem I'm having. I don't want to listen to any more of them. Please don't make me listen to so many of them. It's painful. Already when I edit, I have to hear myself like 10,000 times over. Yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> okay, before we start the show, though, I got a couple of uh, fan mails. One of them I'm going to read at the beginning of the show to address a concern, and the one at the end of the show because I think it's going to generate a lot of discussion between you and me. All right? But the first letter I want to read is in regards to the last show where I was saying that I couldn't get Graydon Square on and uh, the show because he just mysteriously disappeared. And then I proceeded to call the scene, the atheism scene, just a bunch of pussies. So, as is usual in this kind of situation, I got some mail and I want to read you the mail. Okay, this is a comment from Max in the podcast section. It says, Longtime listener to the show, my two cents about the crazy pussy feminists in the atheist community says, uh, is there overreaction of perceived sexism in the atheist community? Sure. People who are criticizing the beauty pageant parody video as sexist are hopelessly misguided. However, to throw anyone who has a problem with the way people use the word pussy or bitch as derogatory into the same category is baseless. The way we use those words reflect misogynistic ideas regardless of the intent. The same way using faggot or gay uh, pejoratively reflects homophobic ideas. Am I trying to police your language? No. I listen to your podcast by choice and appreciate the obscenity most of the time. I'm just saying that the feminist argument concerning word choice is a legitimate point and it deserves more respect than you tend to give it. This is what I want to address. That last point, you know, which just says, well, I agree and I like your use of derogatory language most of the time, except for I find that because there's all of this shit intertwined with it, that if I call someone a pussy, you're using misogynistic language. I'm like, stop being a dick, dude. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Am I being derogatory towards men? Look, I made. Let, let's compile a very basic list of all of the derogatory language that we, we have. And let's find out if it's either misogynistic or misandrist. Okay, so we got pussy and vagina. That means wuss, right? We got cock, dick, penis, or prick. Which generally means you're a jerk or a jackass. Then we have ass asshole, which you know goes without saying. Then we have boob tit, which just generally means an idiot. And then finally we have cunt, which I think is in its own category because you call anyone a cunt, and, and all of a sudden that's kind of like man. We're not, I'm not even sure what it is. It's one of the forbidden swears. It's, the, it's, it's, it's one yeah. of those ones that you're not allowed to say and uh, say like on on that upper thing. If you call somebody a cunt in in public, like if you call somebody a cunt in the workplace, uh, you could get fired, man. It is a vile language. It's a big word. It's mysteriously a big word. It's, but again, yeah. I don't know what it exactly mysteriously means. powerful. It's very powerful. Okay, so. My challenge here is to answer this question. Which one of these is not derogatory towards some sex in a way, right? I mean, okay, sure, you have the having balls is probably the only one that is not derogatory. And, and I kind of agree with what Betty White says, that it's foolish to say that having balls means that you're tough, when really they're tiny, sensitive, prone to damage. We should instead call it a pussy because those things can take a pounding. I love it. 
it's fantastic. But I didn't make up the rules of fucking language, and specifically of swear words. And I, I gotta use what I got, man. It's uh, pretty straightforward. Pretty much every uh, every private part is a swear word and a curse word in most languages too. It's pretty much a standard thing. Pretty much. Pretty. Yeah. And and specifically, I feel like okay, if you're if you're associating this the misogynistic p- portions of of calling someone a pussy and be like, well, you're you're just calling them a wuss because you think that women are weak and blah blah blah. And I'm like, look, I really don't want to go into the depth of using swear words, just as I won't tell you what fuck need means necessarily to me because it's very loose, it's very broad. In its are definition. you advocating I be raped, sir? I don't know what I'm advocating. That's the whole thing. It depends really on the context of how you use it. That's the most important thing about fucking swear words is the context of how it's used and. To go around saying, like, sorry, Max, this whole perception that I'm not giving the the feminist movement its dues or recognizing the fact that pussy is misogynistic is, I'm like, that when, when you made the argument that we can't use fag or gay anymore because of the way that it's perceived, the only reason that I still don't use it is because those, those words specifically I know get used to make, uh, you know, young men essentially fucking kill themselves. Right? I have a problem because no one has a sense of humor about it. I'm not going to go around using it specifically because I think it gets so misused. But do I think that the word pussy gets misused? No. No, I do not. Do I think that uh, you know it's it's women are, are are throwing themselves in front of buses because someone called them you know someone called someone else a pussy? No. No, I really don't think so. But do I feel that that's true for the word fag? Yes, I do actually. There, there are certain words that we, we, you know, I have lost my sense of humor about only because I've been jaded by the world about them. And I don't want to do that about every swear word, man. I'm sticking with pussy. You, you can't know, take it away from me. When you think about it, we really shouldn't be calling other people cocksuckers. Because uh, it, it could be taken as a derogatory thing towards homosexuals. When to me, calling somebody a cocksucker, like if I call you a cocksucker, it's just because I, f- I find cock, like in most guys, straight guys anyways, finds cocks kind of... Gross. It's true. And uh, sucking on a cock is probably on the low list of things that we would like to do, so therefore, hi, you're a cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just say this. When you say, when you call me a cocksucker, the first thing that enters my brain is not of a person sucking cock, okay? I just recognize it that you've said something to me to hurt my feelings. And that's pretty much the limit of the imagery that I include there. That's it. So we need some 21st century new swear words. You know, frack ain't bad, but uh, frack. Are you seriously <laughs> going with that Battlestar Galactica garbage frack? I'm just it's saying it's, it's a good start. It's forward thinking. You know, if we as atheists recognize that all of these uh, these past cur- curse words are are just beyond the pale, then we should invent new ones to replace them. Well, remember, swear words are often based on repression. Strongly based on repression. So whatever is being repressed now should become the new swear word. So Stupid middle class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have any poignancy. Yeah, it's no just not stingy enough. Okay, um, I want to move on to the first topic that we have. Now, I mentioned the fact that this show is going to be strongly geared towards the abortion talk. And that's because, like I mentioned, uh, this is not my decision all right. If there were any other other topics that were popular and that was going on at this moment, I'd talk about them. But honestly, this is the only thing that seems to be going on in your country. The only bits of law that get passed now 
are laws that make absolutely no sense. So let, let's talk about HR three. I don't know if most people are aware of that, or HR three five a, which is is this legislation that essentially prohibits women from buying health insurance plans that cover um, fees for, well, or, or costs for abortion. So they're like, if you have a health plan where that this is included, we want to make that illegal so that there can be zero. Uh, you know, like under Obamacare, it's, it, I hate calling it that, but whatever. Under under this new health care program, the Republicans are freaking out because they think, or they imagine, or they've convinced people that public monies are going to go to terminating fetuses. And in an age in which everyone's number one concern, say, is the economy, and the day before they passed this bill, the Republicans had just finished filibustering Obama's jobs bill... <laughs> The next bit, that was last Thursday, was them voting on this, and it passed. It passed despite even everyone's protestation of saying that this bill, specifically the second part of it, saying that doctors would now be allowed to exercise their conscience when having to provide emergency medical care to a woman who needs, say, uh, an abortion uh, for fear of her losing her life. They can now refuse that, and the woman can be left to die. Of course, the fetus will also die. But in their minds, the doctor's like, well, I didn't abort this fetus. They'll be in heaven. <laughs> They'll be with Jesus. We'll hug them. <laughs> I've exercised my conscience and, and, and have totally neglected my Hippocratic oath. And there's nothing wrong with that. See you in heaven, lady. See you in fucking heaven. The, the, fu the thing, there's a couple things I find funny about this. Number one, the bill has absolutely no, like, it doesn't even matter. Because it turns out that there's actually no, there is, there is no federal monies for abortion. It doesn't exist. So the, the bill has really no teeth other than that second part that I mentioned, which is to say that, you know, women can now die without doctors needing to do anything. Like doctors can refuse care for them. That is correct. Great. So this, this, this bill has passed. Obama's promised to veto it. Uh, and, and that's sort of where it stands. But... This is not the only kind of abortion bill of its kind. There are plenty of states, I think Missouri being one of them, where they keep passing bill after bill after bill banning abortion, even though none of these services are being provided anyways. It's just taking up all of their time legislatively. Like, their schedule is booked with bill after bill dealing with abortion. Now, you have to wonder exactly... What the fuck is everyone's priority? Like th this whole concept, and I think this is just a, a, the the leftover of the, the the healthcare bill sort of like coming up. Obviously, there's the election, and what what is the one thing Americans are always good at doing right when there are elections? Diverting attention away from uh, matters of import. You know, like last time, where instead of the war in Iraq, it was all about the fact that gays were suddenly getting married. That was the huge uh, issue that, that drove people to the election, to, to re-elect George Bush. Because they clouded the entire issue under the whole banner of, like, there's a bunch of fags and he's not going to make America safe, bear. It's like, yeah, diverting away from the major issues. See, that, see how that gets you. Yeah, well, these are just... Uh... These are just those hot-button issues that uh, the religious right conti continually tries to do, uh, continually tries to push. This isn't any kind of a new, uh, a new sudden prevalence of the issue. It's just, it's just a constant, steady stream. And every so often, something happens that outrages us more than, you know, the standard crap. 
Well, it's just it's sad in in uh, or it seems particularly tragic in my opinion that this is the only thing that Congress can now pass. These are the only bills. Like forget forget you know economic stimulus packages or jobs bills or anything else like that. Abortion bills is, is is the only thing that matter, and it, they cloak themselves in this whole "we're trying to preserve life." Well, you know that's all well and good here, but you're also trying to preserve life that will eventually probably be suckling at this teat of the system that you want to essentially shut down. So, like, at what point does life become no longer your fucking problem? Right when it's out of the womb, I guess. That's how it is. You just you're you're out, and then all of a sudden it's well, good luck out there. Because you're not getting any fucking health care, little baby. That's that's up to your parents who couldn't afford you in the first place, but we made sure that they couldn't have an abortion. Right right when it fucking mattered. And the other thing that really pisses me off is we were always having this talk about, about abortions as though it's just some careless teen who wants to get rid of a fucking problem. Like it never gets done for some of the most horrific reasons imaginable. Like, you don't think that nature is full of cruelties? Have you not seen some of the fucking monstrosities that can come out of vaginas? Things that we already knew were going to come out bad. Like, I had a friend... They, they were trying to conceive a child, and the first child that they had had a particular problem. I don't remember what it is. You can check the notes. It's a medical condition. Essentially, the fetus is born without a brain. Like, it grows without a brain. So it, it will develop a body, and it will look normal, except for it will have a caved-in head where a brain should be. So it took after the father. Sorry, I just had to put that bit of levity in there. <laughs> Offensive <laughs> levity. It's true. you got to lighten things up, though, because that's some fucking brutal-ass shit. Now, let me tell you something. What is the solution in, these, in this no-abortions world that you go to term and you bring this thing out knowing that it's essentially going to be a shell of a human being? I mean, I can't even imagine the devastation that they already had knowing that they had to abort it. But to go through full term with just some of the horrible ways, twisted ways that nature throws cruelty at us, I, I just can't even imagine. I, I, I guess that everyone has this very, uh, you know, isolated version of or, or vision of what the whole birthing process is like. Well, as, as though abortions are not fucking happening all the time, just naturally. Religious people believe that God has a plan, and uh, if you try to deviate from whatever he's whatever he's serving you up, <laughs> then uh, then that's a sin. Yeah, I imagine that they also feel that they probably need a greater army of proletariats. I mean, the rich who are essentially also backing this world. I think they realize that there, there's an advantage to having a huge influx of poor, uneducated people because. They make up your slaves. Well, the Catholic Church was all about that. They understood. They came from a time where the idea of breeding breeding out a land was was like a, a well-known, you do this and 30 years later, then uh, this region of this country will now be 90% Catholic. It's interesting that you that you noted the Catholics because one of the groups that was responsible for pushing this bill forward was the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and they'd been pushing this for a long time because the Catholics, man, they're 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 strong in that whole anti-abortion wagon. I mean, you remember Mother Teresa? That was her whole goal. She's like, I just want to get people to stop having abortions. This is the fucking problem. Be like, mm, yeah, you've seen a world of poverty in which. You know, uh, honestly, abortions would have probably fucking helped. Well, birth control would help. Yeah. This is this is what drives me nuts. It's a hand-in-hand -hand situation where 
where there's abortion, and fine, I can understand people who don't like abortion. I don't agree with the idea that it should be banned everywhere, but I can understand people saying abortion is bad, because I think we can all agree an abortion isn't exactly a fucking happy, uh, happy go to TGI Fridays afterwards kind of thing. So, <laughs> but the, right. the being anti-birth control at the same time, it just makes no sense. I mean, one... It obviously exacerbates the problem. Yes. That's the first and most, like, important part of this whole thing. You make the problem worse. I mean, it's like these same guys that want to teach abstinence and make sure that no one has, you know, condoms on, and then they wonder, why are there STDs? And then they're like, well, we don't want to give HPV vaccines either. For fuck's sakes, man! It's a... You, you cause such a huge problem, and then you refuse every solution to that problem. Well, really, honestly, I mean, if we could track it back a little bit and say, well, why is the abortion necessary? And if it's one of those, oh, you know, like the unpleasant abortions where it's clearly just somebody wasn't planning on it, they don't want it to happen, and that's it. That's, I think, what they fear the most, that a person would make such a decision because they think that's, that's so arbitrary. How could you be so selfish? And you're like, well, it's just a couple clumps of fucking cells that I'm going to get rid of. And this this notion that we have to have this emotional attachment to clumps of fucking cells when we don't even have enough emotional attachments to people who are alive today seems to me hypocritical. All right? Unless you care for everyone who's already alive, don't fucking start telling me that you're protecting babies because that's that's too easy. You know, you go home and you feel great. Oh, I, I prevented babies from being killed. I'm such a fucking good person. Yeah, well, what about this baby in his future, huh? Where he lives in an abusive fucking home. He has a terrible life. He goes from just home to home when he, when finally the state takes, uh, you know, takes him away from his hellish background only for him to be part of another hellish background. When there's a correlation between the, the, the drop in crime and the decision of Roe versus Wade... The ability for women to finally legally abort pregnancies that they did not want early enough that it didn't fucking matter to anybody and we saw a substantial drop in crime because guess what? Not a lot of fucking kids born to parents who don't want them. Kids should not be born to parents who don't want them. Fucking point finale, okay? This 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 whole idea that no, it, it, it's going to be a much better life. I don't care how many fucking anecdotal stories you give me. We, we live in a world of serious overpopulation, and we, we just want to force every other con conception into, you know, fruition? I, I don't think that's wise. It's obviously not wise. Well, I'm just not going to get into this whole, oh, this life is worthy of being allowed to come to term, or this life isn't. A simple matter of fact is abortions need to happen. They need to be available to women. Uh, women need to have a right to choose. And that's pretty much all there is to it. Past that point, I don't really get too much into that nitty-gritty of saying this person sh probably should have been aborted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you stand on that hill alone. You can wave that flag. Well, I'm controversial in that, in that regard. The bill was essentially, um, I don't want to say written, but really pushed forward by the United States uh, Conference of Catholic Bishops. Now, if the name sounds familiar to you, well, it should, because these are the same guys that were fighting uh, in New York for legislations that would have increased the statute of limitation on rape. So they were fighting that because they felt that it would uh, essentially incarcerate many of their employees. So they didn't want that. And, and open up uh, liability for civil suits. You know, I can certainly understand why an organization that fights so hard to make sure that there are babies constantly being born are very worried when 
you know, they, they might not have the same um, fresh blood coming into their organization to uh, get fondled and raped, honestly. Like, I don't even understand how a, a, the, the, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops could even pretend to have any moral backbone when most of the bishops in their organizations were already fingered as, as being aware of abuse and having said nothing. You know, because of those actions, most laws were reformed so that it is illegal to not say it anymore. But unfortunately, yeah, they, it wasn't retroactive, so they all got to walk. Yeah, actually, they, in the news just last week, they uh, they nailed the, the first bishop who basically uh, kept to himself the information that one of his priests was taking pictures of underage girls. So they, uh, they're they charging him. And it's not a very strong charge, but it is a charge non- nonetheless... And hopefully it's uh, it's one small step towards what should have been done a long time ago, which is holding these people accountable for child rape. Yeah. Just saying. It's a child it's a, molestation. Yeah. The Probably, I'd say, one of the most disgusting crimes in modern society. Don't see why it's, uh, you know, allowed just because of the religious... Well, let me ask you a question. It's, it's almost one of those moral tests, right? Imagine that a prisoner uh, is murdered in jail. Now... Number one, you don't know what the prisoner has done. He could have done any crime. And I think that if you're a moral person, you'd be like, I think that's wrong. But then if I tell you that that was a child rapist who had raped hundreds of kids, it'll be a lot harder for you to say that. And I think it's just because we now recognize that we don't have a lot of sympathy for people who do these types of crimes. Because you're like, these are kids, man. These are kids. You rob them of their fucking childhood. Their their life experience now is entirely tainted by your disgusting need, you are a disturbed individual at that point. Worthy of very little in sympathy. Very little. Now, I'm not going to be the ones telling someone to stab you in jail or tell you the location of where you were, where you are. I'm not going to even sort of do that, but I will not shed a tear, is, is all I'm going to say. Mm. It's, 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 that's, that's, poli- that's prison justice. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, it's, and I will not take any organization seriously that harbors... Uh, child molesters. No, no. I mean, it it should bar you entirely from not, <laughs> any from, moral, from anything, any moral discussion whatsoever, forever, <laughs> in perpetuity. The end. Yeah, I suppose when you think that you are the moral arbiter of God, it must give you some uh, some some pretty wild ideas of uh, of morality, don't you think? Mm. I mean, you if you believe if you are the Pope and, and God is supposed to talk to you directly, my question is this. If you believe it, what are you likely to think that God wants? I mean, everything you think, probably. <laughs> Is it not the height of egotism where a person just obviously thinks that the voices they hear in the head is another person of the highest moral authority? Higher than yours? <laughs> or the morality that they <laughs> feel others. is divine through God. Just just beamed right into their soul, so they always know right or wrong, never any confusion. They always know who to smite, who to stab, who to kill. Never a wrong person got killed by the uh, by the Catholic Church ever. That's all justified if you can save some souls. Well, that's the important thing. I mean, if you can save a woman's soul by burning her alive, I think you should do it. Well, they definitely tried it. I went back and watched uh, Ridley Scott's 1492 Conquest of Paradise, the first half an hour is set in uh, medieval Spain and there's a point where they where they have a very realistic recreation no 1492 of, uh, is not medieval actually most of the most of the, the the Inquisition happened during the Renaissance actually mm. okay technically yeah, yeah. 
I mean, we okay. we have this idea that the Renaissance is the birth of, you know, sort of uh, of free thought. But what happens anytime lots you have lots of crazy ideas? We're getting thrown yeah, out. Yeah, lots there. of crazy <laughs> ideas. And, and and I feel like anytime you have one side that's thinking very liberally, you're going to have another side that counter balances that by thinking extremely conservatively and to some degree the inquisition is part of that would the inquisition have happened if you know no one was exploring ideas outside of the the you know known dogma hello as soon as you introduce new scary ideas what is the old guard going to do but burn all of you <laughs> yeah definitely recommend that movie to any any atheists who want to see uh kind of how that whole you know if if a witch confessed and uh and was willing to repent what happened to her and then what happened to the other ones because they, they they show it and i saw it in high def and uh yeah this was this was back when you felt that ridley scott was in actual form yeah ridley scott was in fucking fine form at that point that and blade runner and a couple other movies around gladiator he started to get pretty schlocky past that point i know a lot of you people are like what are you talking about gladiator is awesome Go watch some Ridley Scott from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. and uh, That's all he's going to have to say. That's all he needs to say. Pretty much. Just go watch that shit. Yeah. Here's the thing I find. This, I guess this is our second topic. But we'll, we'll blast through this pretty quickly. Because there's not much to say yet. Because there hasn't been much to say. But this whole incident, the, the, the focus, again, that Congress has on abortion doesn't just stop at uh, H.R. 358. It continues on to the fact that they've, they're opening an investigation into Planned Parenthood now. They've had enough pressure from conservative groups who want to use this opportunity, especially given two things. Number one is that a Republican-controlled Congress, and number two, obviously a financial crisis, which makes people think, where should we, we be spending our money and where should we not be spending our money? And Planned Parenthood has been something that conservatives have wanted to kibosh for a very long time. I mean, remember that most of these pro-lifers, they have not slowed down, okay? They have not forgotten. I mean, Dr. George Tiller, remember Dr. Tiller, one of the few late-term abortionists? He was murdered only a few years ago. I mean, the battle is still raging for these folks. But I think that in times of, like like I said before, economic crisis, people are more likely to be able to, you know, to be willing to listen to uh, this, this argument that maybe your money shouldn't be going there. So they've been working very hard at trying to present Planned Parenthood as this very seedy organization that mostly spends its money on abortion and trying to get pimps and hoes to, you know, declare their their, their income uh, illegally and whatever. You remember that George O'Keefe ca character who essentially just, uh, I don't know if his name is George O'Keefe, but whatever, his last name is O'Keefe. And he went around dressed as a pimp went to Planned Parenthood's, was filming himself, uh, doing it. He caused a lot of... Uh, no, he went to Acorn, excuse me. Uh, well, there, were, there was a similar thing with Planned Parenthood, where he'd go in pretending to be a pimp, asking questions about getting abortions for his underage hookers. And then they, they videotaped it and said, Aha, we caught these Planned Parenthood people going along with this, and they weren't going to do anything. Well, a bit of a problem with that story. Pretty much all the Planned Parenthood people called the FBI as soon as this guy was gone. And... Uh, so yeah, it was it was really just a bogus uh, attempt to discredit Planned Parenthood. Right, and uh, if you want to if you want to check out just how bogus it gets, there's in the notes their report. Uh, it's a it's like thirty five page report from a, a, an organization called American United for Life, 
and uh, they admitted actually there's an there's another article I linked to they admitted that they have been using this crisis as an opportunity to try to pressure Congress to open an investigation and they've done it they have now done it so Planned Parenthood is on the fucking chopping block now and I don't know what kind of treatment it is because they're asking for all kinds of information like everything and they will they will go through that with a fine tooth comb my friend anything that looks suspicious will be exposed their plan is in a nutshell the complete elimination of this organization which means basically uh, a large amount of uh, it basically means that you're going to have a lot less sex sex education going on a lot less uh, like condom accessibility uh, stuff like that it's it's uh, less std testing which is obviously bad it's uh, especially it's... now that we have super gonorrhea you know the stuff that, uh, or chlamydia the stuff that can't be rid of, we can't get rid of it anymore because it's so fucking strong. Ta-da! Congratulations, everybody. We did a great job. I'm pretty sure it was super gonorrhea, not chlamydia. You're right. Super gonorrhea. Yeah, but I mean, uh, there's still regular old-fashioned gonorrhea out there. <laughs> it's not all super gonorrhea. You just win the lottery if you get the super stuff. What they tried to do first, I think, is uh, they're they're trying to paint the, the, the funding of Planned Parenthood to suggest... That it, most of it is being spent to abortions, even though I think it was something like five percent goes to something like that. Because for the most part, that's not what they do. You know, like abortion is the last fucking resort, and we're back to that conversation, right? Where all of a sudden it's kind of like, well, the problem, the reason there are abortions is because no one has proper sexual sex ed, and regardless of your fucking mor- moral qualms about it, abortions happen whether you like it or not. But in places where it's illegal, it actually means that a lot of women are dying trying to get uh, abortions from uh, Jerry in his backyard fucking with a hammer. Who knows what fucking tools he's using? You know what I mean? (laughs) These are not doctors here. These are just people saying, like, well, if I just jab this in you a bunch of times, maybe you'll uh, have a miscarriage. You know, that used to work back in the day. Miscarriages are actually pretty common. It's why if you get pregnant... You uh, you got about three or four months where you just got to hold your breath because it could just get flushed the fuck out of your system. Your body could be like, nope, no good. Nature abortion. Oh no, we should save every fucking life. Do you want to save those ones too? Like if you if there was a way to prevent that, people would try to. And I'm like, mm, probably a bad idea. If your body rejected it, it's probably a pretty good fucking reason. Well, I wouldn't put reason or rhyme into anything. Rhyme and reason. <laughs> well, I look. Uh, having a human child come out fucking healthy and 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 not have significant health problems it's not as easy as it uh it might appear i'm sure that most of the time the human body just fucking plays it safe and even when it does lots of mistakes lots of problems still happen it is uh it's a bit of a wild card out there if you're like welcome to the game of life man no certainties mm. it, it, well except for the fact that you will die that's Sp- the spin the wheel and hope you you get one of those uh normal baby uh, stops rather than you know flipper baby or autism or something else that is unfortunate. Unfortunate, but you know what? I I I would say that flipper baby is not the worst that you could have because you know what? Lots of fucking people who've had weird physical disabilities can still live normal lives and more so in the future. It'll be less important. Oh, yeah, I take physically disabled over mentally disabled. Any I, fucking I, I would, day, I would man. take normal over both a million times. No, but I just I I just could saying. not stand this idea of being 
mentally disabled. Like if if I hit my head really hard and all of a sudden it's just kind of like I'm I'm gone. You know, like who I am is just gone. If you get shot or something oh, and man. oxygen oxygen gets shut off to your brain for long enough that you come back, uh, not like quite. I am Sam. Yeah, that would uh, that would be the worst fate. Losing a limb or something like that. I mean, we're we're we are adaptable as a species, and as bad as you think that things. Uh, you know, like things might get or things even are. The one thing that I don't think human beings realize is that we adapt to situations and even in in times where you think there's no way you could be happy, we find ways to make it work for us. And I think that's that's something that's great about human beings, our adaptability. That's one of the fucking qualities. But again, like, I just don't want to be, like, stupid. I, that is my nightmare. Do you understand? Like, it is my... That's, that's what I, I fucking have... Terrible nightmares about. Forget ah. losing the limb, man. Losing my brain. Being stupid ain't that bad. You find know? ignorance is bliss, my friend. Ignorance is bliss. Well, I certainly couldn't keep doing what I'm doing. Well, maybe I could. Yeah, I'm sure numbers <laughs> would fucking skyrocket. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I might turn religious if I get hit in the head hard enough. <laughs> okay, I want to read the... The last thing I want to read is a letter from a fan who... Um, uh, who I think... Is is having she, she, this, this fan has basically recently come out of her religion, and one of the things that she was saying in her email, I don't know if I want to read the whole thing because it is quite long. You can give us the gist. But one of the things that she was uh, writing about was the fact that she didn't have the she, anything to say to a person going through a tough time anymore that she's not religious. Like back in the old days when she believed, she could say, "I'm praying for you," which would not only make her feel like she was doing something. As in, hey, I feel like I'm asking God to make something right again. He may say no, he may say yes, but at least I tried. To now feeling entirely helpless. And you know, I think that there's a part of her that says, I miss the ability to tell someone something comforting. Oh. That makes them feel like, it, it, you know, it might help. I miss having empty platitudes. <laughs> I can understand it's pretty awkward yeah. when you're sitting there, you got nothing... Nothing you can say because everything is totally shit. And this is one of those points where you're like, atheism can be a dark and lonely place sometimes. Well, she has the one particular story where one of her best friends, uh, her dad had a, like a massive heart attack just the other day. Nobody, you know, he's in a coma. Nobody knows what's going to happen. And of course, you know, this friend is religious, going through a difficult time. And she's like, well, what can I say? Because again, in the old days, I used to say... You well, know, you can... I mean, here's, here's the thing. If that person is religious, you can you can feed them up some religious platitudes, no problem. I mean, it's what they fucking believe. Who are we to say? So... I think... Okay, first of them, all... Give them that sweet First of candy. all, here's what I would say. You don't have to tell them that you're praying for them, because you're not. That's a lie. That would be a lie. But you can say that they are in your thoughts... And while you don't think that that means anything, I think it does because you're saying, you know, I, I wish I could convey to you the pain and and anguish that I feel over this incident. This person is in my thought. Those feelings are with me. They're real, even though I can't show them to you. Mm -hmm. And I just want to let you know that you're not the only one who suffers through this. I feel your pain. Okay. Maybe you don't use those words, I feel your pain. Because yeah, actually, no, I think exactly. they're kind this of is, this, uh, this a little is, bit... This is once again where... where but my thoughts to... are with him is, is, is totally fucking cool. Your thoughts are with the, this person. They really are. You're telling them the truth. Hippy-dippy platitudes, man. Like, I feel for you, dude. They just don't cut it like, I'll pray to Almighty God that he comes yes, out of this. They, it's they, a legit they problem, don't, man. They don't for the same reason that she pointed out. Because people who believe that prayer has an effect... 
feel as though you're actually doing something. And this is the this is the part of uh, of of humanity or our culture that we kind of need to eliminate here. This feeling that doing nothing and just hoping to an entity is pointless. It's it's not it's more than pointless. It's actually it, it's bad because you will get the same satisfaction for having done nothing than you could have had for actually bothering to do a tiny little bit. Like uh, the the uh, the the author of the email explained that when she had stopped being religious and stopped praying, when there was a disaster, she felt okay. Well, I'm going to donate a little bit, and now I feel appeased that way. And whether or not you think that that's the most or the least the person can do is irrelevant to me. It's more tangible than what she was doing before. Fucking A, right? Much more goddamn tangible. And she should feel a lot better. Now, I'm not going to say that she should feel fucking fantastic. It's not like she airlifted herself, saved people, and blah, blah. But I'm not expecting everyone to do that either. Of course, it would be nice if you could fund the ones that do that. <laughs> you know? She gave you the right cross. It's actually... It's a pretty good place to start. They, uh, I, I think they run a solid organization. So, re- re- regardless, though, I mean, I, I kind of want to go back to this whole... You know, she she laments this element that she's lost. This ability to feel like not only uh, that she was doing something, but that another person felt that she was doing something for them. So we this, are... The ability to, to intimately empathize with her fellow religious people. I got bad news for as an outsider that doesn't really work anymore. Well, you could have a really complicated explanation, like saying this, for instance, that my motor neurons are with you. And that's a real thing that's happening. Wow. Don't uh, don't try that one out. I'm going to try... I'm, well, I have to explain to those that are not familiar with it. Basically, part of your brain, uh, called motor neurons, essentially what they're responsible for is mimicking certain behaviors or uh, emotions that are happening around you. So... You've, perhaps some of you have heard about people who've had sympathy pregnancy pains, like men who who get influenced by these motor neurons. Essentially, they they, they have no you have no control over it, the, and 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 then they'll start lactating yeah, or, again, or having you're, you're, like morning sickness. So these are this is a physical phenomenon. It's not happening, uh, you know, psychosomatically. This is happening physically. I know you, you're talking some good science, but as far as feelings go, it's a total fail, Jake. I'm but it is exactly you. what these feelings there, are there, all there, about. There will never be a Hallmark card with I my motor neurons or yes, only because we haven't given it a sexy name. But that just means that we have a nomenclature fucking challenge ahead of us, folks. We need to repackage reality in a way that could be easily understood by folks, because this is what's happening when I watch a guy get kicked in the balls. My brain is reacting to that and actually even giving me some pain as it, you know, mirrors that what what's happening, what I'm seeing. So we we have this innate ability in us. This is what allows us to be a social species. It's probably one of the most important phenomenons that happen in our brains. It's probably one of the reasons why we're not all pieces of shit is because morality is just going to fucking happen in your brain. You're going to see suffering and you're going to suffer a little bit whether you want it or not. So that's cool. That's a necessary thing. Now we just need a cool, sexy name. That's all. Okay, so we need more vocabulary for empathizing with people and for shit-talking people because uh, saying pussy and cocksucker is no longer acceptable. Well, if you can give me a funny-sounding word like woozle-wazzle, that can mean something similar. I woozle-wazzle your dying dad. (laughs) Yeah. No. No, it doesn't Back work. to the drawing board. Who needs it? We already have swear words. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. If we want, a, if we want a, a world in which I guess we have no problems with our genitalia, 
we can get rid of that. But then I feel like we'll just we really will be at an impasse. What what's left? The things that genitalia does. It'll be a post-humor society, man. Post-humor society. I don't want to live in that world. It'll be like the Vulcans. You. And you know what? They're messed up. Their society is totally messed. Because they have emotions, and yet they suppress it. It's not a good world. No, because wasn't the deal that the Vulcans used to be the Romulans as well? If, if half of your race went off and became the most dangerous threat to Federation, the Federation that there is, I mean, ignoring the Borg. <laughs> then uh, I'd say I'd say that you haven't resolved your core issues. Now, <laughs> it's true. Well, we're in the same boat, right? We we try to pretend that we're people that we're not. Like, think about this: Do you think that society, the way that laws and things like that are constructed, makes the assumption that human beings are rational or irrational? Like, even our even our economy is based on this notion that human beings are rational, that they make rational choices. Well, I thought the laws were designed so to, to take into account that people are irrational, but unfortunately, every so often, uh, you know, all that deregulation rah-rah talk usually goes, Oh, we're rational, we'll be good. You don't need to watch the fox in the chicken house. <laughs> You'll only take one chicken. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take a fair amount of chickens, and the rest of the chickens can keep on being chickens and doing their chicken things. You'll have a chi- uh, you'll have a trickle down economy from all the blood that I fucking kill these chickens. You can just lick the blood. More room for more chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best one. We'll probably end with that one. Okay, you know, before we go, uh, I'd like to thank everybody who's a uh, regular a patron. That's if you're not a patron and you want to hear the bonus show, that's $20 a year and you get access to our, all of our backlog of shows and an extra show a week. We're uh, getting back to regular schedules of uh, bonus shows this week. And I've been working on some other cool stuff. Go to the site. Check out the new video I made. It's a, essentially a, the boiled down, distilled goodness of uh, episode 133, the Moses Bible stories. I've included animation, that kind of stuff. I, everybody's really liking it. Check it out. And if you guys uh, watch it enough, I'm going to be sure to work on part two, part three, until I've got all of them. I definitely want to work on more videos. And we want your input. This is very important. So go to the site. This is a very strong suggestion, as strong as it gets. We command you. It's basically uh, the first of many commandments down the future. There could be as many as ten of these. <laughs> Godless people, make us your deity. Follow our rules. And remember the contest... We'll, I'll, I'll keep reminding people about this. Find me the best rants. Remember, this is all to make cool videos out of anyway, so it benefits you. And whoever picks the best one will get a copy of The Last Testament, a memoir by God. I just wanna, I just wanna put it out there. Don't have too much fun doing this. Just watch out. You know, break it down into smaller groups so you don't die from all of the fun and excitement. Well, see, that's the first participating in this yeah, contest. That's the first really good warning that you've ever given. I appreciate that. All right, with that, my name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good Atheist Day, everybody.